This is our podcast series about Red Dwarf called Ruganano. 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 Take one, Dengig? Yeah, take one. Let's go with take one. Right. Take one. Beep, 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 beep. Yes, it's so, us. And we're making actually, a podcast, and you don't know who we are. Okay. No, so it's actually, it's not, who are we? We are uh, Leonard and Dedanya. That's us. DJ for short. If you must. I never shorten my name. Or not anymore. Let's go with the three. Why not? I mean, this is about us, after all, so you might as well tell us why you, you prefer not to be shortened. Ah, uh, because it never sounds like my name. It, well, I used to shorten it to the Don, and I stopped doing that. It's a biblical name, incidentally. It is, but that... Oh. Well, it's a biblical name. The thing is, he used to be a, a DJ. He, I don't think he is anymore. Yeah, I never had a DJ name, though. Well, I was never DJ DJ or anything like that. I, I just DJed. Well, there is a comic book creator called JRJR, so, you know... JRJR? Yeah. Uh, JR Jr.? John Romita Jr., Colloquial uh, knows GRGR, so you know that would work. Now, some people say Danya, and that sounds not friendly enough. Danya. But I introduce myself. Let let's say it differently, uh, because it is differently than I said before. So let's say it differently. I don't mind what people call me. I don't mind if they call me "Hey, dude," "Hey," or "Hey, you" in well, the corner, or whatever. Anyway, I mean. That's as long as they say it with a friendly tone of voice. I don't mind what they say. But I always introduce myself as the Danya. That's the only difference. I used to introduce myself as the Don, thinking that shortening my name would make it easier on people. Fooling myself in the process because they even got the two syllables wrong. So I well, said, it's a, it's fuck a, it, I'm the Danya. It's an unusual name. It's, it's not, you know, there is that. Now. I'm probably the only one on this planet called the Danya. As far as I can Google myself, I can't find anyone else with my name. Yeah, because the biblical name is the Don, not the Danya. Very true. Well, maybe, maybe, uh, oh darn it, the Amish, they might have some because they're biblical names and they don't go online, so. Could be. Could be. I don't know. We don't know. But yeah, the Amish are not on the internet, famously enough. So yeah, no, no, well, I mean. I'm not that interested that I'm going to visit all the people not connected to the internet to ask if they know someone with my name. Papua New Guinea is unlikely anyway, but you know. Phonetically, it might be. They're three quite simple syllables. I think they are phonemes that are in. Uh, not just uh, the English or Dutch language. Probably with a well, very obscene Don, yeah. meaning. Uh, Who knows? In any case, he Let's is Let's go the to Danya your name. Leonard, which is... How do you spell your name? Ah, okay. It's Dutch, so it's L-E-N-N-A-R-D. But that's not how you always spell your name. No, I keep it simple on the internet, you know, to avoid confusion. That's so how I pronounce it as well. So, well, there you go. Leonard Maltin, Leonard Nimoy. It's, it's a common enough name and one that has some... It has some some uh, notoriety, no notoriety, fame attached to it. Um, anyway, I, people always shorten it to Len anyway. So, but what name is in your passport? Ah, uh, well, I was named for my my grand both my grandfathers, Leendert and Adrianus, which was shortened to Leonard as a combination. It's a portmanteau, if you will. Although you probably won't. <laughs> not n- no, not me. Not him, no, no. But that's my name, Leonard. 
I, I couldn't have thought up the word portmanteau. Now that you mention it, I am reminded of its existence. You know, I, I, that's the thing. I, I, I think I'm celebrating the fact that I just remembered it because I was... <laughs> no, no, really, because it was the reason I was trying to think of it. It was driving me mad. I was thinking trompe trompe which is something mm. completely different. It was messing me up, man, but uh, poor motto. Uh, and finally I realized it because Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, Brangelina, poor motto. There we go. Ah, there we go. Yeah. So you see, celebrities are good for something yeah. after all. They act as mnemonics. They, they learn us language. They learn us language. Yeah, they oh, learn yeah, us yeah. very well. Yeah. We are not native English speakers. No, 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 no. Uh, and I will use that excuse whenever necessary. Whenever necessary. You should hear me as Dutch. It's much better. I speak nice. You speak very nice. <laughs> Regardless, this is all just introduction because this is an introduction to a podcast we'll be doing about Red Dwarf, uh, the name to be determined at some point in the future. Uh, yeah, Leonard is trying to get some continuity in our podcast, but actually this is podcast number zero, number zero, and this yeah. is the first podcast you'll hear, but this is the fourth or the fifth one, fifth one that we uh, recorded. Yeah. And we thought it might be nice or at least helpful to give an introduction to who the hell we are. And why why we do what we do, why we, we do this little podcast about a science fiction show with this fairly uh, faithful following, I should think. It's sort of a cult show. Oh, the show has following. I thought you meant our podcast. <laughs> no, no, that that has no following yet. Not yet. Uh, this is this is episode zero. This is episode zero. And, well, science fiction. What got you into science fiction? Actually, well, yeah, into science fiction. I think it's it either started with Star Wars, which I didn't see in the cinema, but uh, oh, yeah. I saw pirate copy v- videos of it, and I had the toys, of course. We all did. And either it started with that or with a French-Belgian-Dutch co-production called uh, Il était un fois l'espace, or Er was eens de ruimte, or There was once no, space. I don't know wait, the English wait, title. Wait, what, what would that be? Let's see. Once, no, you once see, upon a time in space. That's possible. We, we should have looked it up beforehand, shouldn't we? I sh- yeah, because I don't know who who produced it. I don't know who the creative people are behind it. Uh, it's, it's so I just hope that the title means something to you so you can see in your mind's eye what I see in mine. People of our age in Europe will almost certainly know what we're talking about. It was this... It was this, a cartoon show about and, and, and this. And, and there were several iterations. There was one uh, like uh, Il était un fois. Uh, uh, there was a series about man. There was a series about the body. About biology and well, about the future. A science fiction series. Actually, it wasn't. Uh, it was pretty pretty good, wasn't it? It was. It, was, it was nicely animated. Character and driven. They, and the same characters would appear in all, all the different series, yeah. Uh, yeah universes. Different roles, uh, like a, a red blood cell in one could become a space dictator in the next. Exactly. Or something. Yeah, and they were long series as well. They had uh, at least like 20 or 30 episodes per series. I reckon a normal length for an American series, like one season. But the space uh, version of that show was definitely inspired by, uh, by yeah, by Star Trek, Star Wars, and also I think a Japanese bit of Battlestar Galactica. Opera. I very strongly yeah. feel it was inspired by okay. the, 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 the aesthetics of the thing. It looked like a bit like, well, I wouldn't dare, I wouldn't care to to allude too much to, for instance, Gundam. I'm not even sure that, no, actually, I'm pretty sure that was a factor around that time already. So what was your first? This first well, you mentioned Star Wars, and I thought, oh, yeah, of course, Star Wars toys. 
1976 the movie came out, so it's entirely 77. possible. The first one was 77. 77. Seven, okay, I'll go with that. Uh, but I was three, so young enough to that the toys, I mean, you know, the toys could have started well before I was actually in it. So, so it's quite possible that my first interest with, with science fiction and such came up with, ah, there we go. I had a, a subscription to the Donald Duck at the time, Donald Duck magazine, I should say. It's a weekly. It's still going. But should tell you something. It's Probably. an institution in Holland. An very, absolute, high, very high quality. Uh, I'll sign off on that. But the thing is, it also had ads for Star Wars figures in there as well. No. Yes. So I'm thinking. Oh, ads, you mean? Ads. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah, thought yeah. they once no, had no, a no, Star no. Trek figure. No, I re- oh, I remember the ads very well. Yeah, well. I'm, th- I'm thinking that probably got the ball rolling for me as VLV. I mean, the toys were definitely what got me started. I didn't see the movies until quite a bit later. Mm. And, yeah, and, and a couple of years later, I must assume, although it can be much later, because 1979, 1980 must have been around that time, when I read in the library, of all things, the comic book version of the movie Alien. Oh, yeah, that was a big part Oh yeah, I was For, uh, he, of your he could, youth. He could tell me that I was obsessed with Alien and the Alien uh, visual, visual, well, visual aesthetics uh, when we were in high school when we first met. Um, H.R. Giger has a lot to answer for when it comes to your creative answer for it. Uh, I don't think I would use that. Creative what? Giger, your, uh, your creative eye. No, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, he got me going, you know. And uh, monsters drawing monsters, if you can call it. Was it the otherworldliness of it? The fact that... I remember seeing the alien for the first time and and thinking, oh, wow, this is for the first time that I'm seeing a fictional alien of which I could imagine that an alien would look like this. It is so otherworldly. It is so scary. It is so mysterious. Yeah, because it doesn't speak or anything. And you, when when you look at it, you don't really know if it is hostile or friendly. It, she, I mean, she looks like a hunter, but she might as well not be at all interested in you, but have its own specific prey. It, yeah, it's just like, weird. It's, an alien. it's It's never seen a human it's, before. Also, interesting that you say it's a she when, when the alien is emphatically phallic symbolism. Although I didn't see it uh, like that back then, obviously. At least I don't think I did. Yeah, to me it just looks like a... Yeah, it looks female. She, yeah. It looks female? Yeah, it, the alien looks female. She looks female it's to really, me. It's really, it's really slender plate. I think it's... It, 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 it is phallic and long, but also it's very curved. I mean, the, the head is smooth, just one beautiful curve. long tit, in a way. You must be the first person in the history of the universe who ever said that. That the, the, the alien's and head, it's about the time. xenomorph's head looks like a giant tit. With the nipples coming out and biting you. Yeah. Now, you, you see, that's what you always do. You take it to the, to the absurd <laughs> and you <laughs> yeah. defeat your own argument by taking it to the... But anyway, uh, Alien, yeah. Um, the, only the comic book version of, of the first movie. I don't recall who drew that. It, how old were you when you read Alien? That's the point. I'm not entirely sure. Because, I mean, the movie came out in 1979 doesn't mean that a comic book did, uh, and let alone the, the translated version. But I don't, know, I don't think it could have been, certainly not later than 82, I don't think. And I, when I was like eight. <laughs> and I was going to say something about it. I lost my track of thought again. Isn't it awful? Oh, yeah, well, some, some idiot late. I think it was an idiot. Is it fair to say that somebody said, that drew a comparison between Star Wars and Alien? He says, Star Wars is like 
the Rolling Stones to the Beatles of, of Star Wars. It's a nasty Star Wars. And you think, how do you even equate those movies at yeah. all? When the atmosphere is completely different. I, I, I was a big Trekkie for years and years and years. I've watched all of uh, The Next Generation mm-hmm. and everything, all the series that came after that. I didn't see all of the original series because they are just boring. Ah, so, oh, right. And you're a Trekkie. I'm a modern Trekkie. And I'm not. I'm not even a, a trekkie. I, I I used trekker. to be quite a trekkie or trekker. I used to buy books and trading cards, and I wasted. Yeah, if it I wasted a lot of money on stupid things. So I, I was part of that fandom, but mm. I yeah, I, never in a way that would you would uh, never prevent me up. from going out, from going and seeing other movies. You would or? never cosplay as any character, no. even though you're a natural Picard. Yeah, I I am now, but I wasn't when I was. Uh, when I was a real Trekkie. All right. I had long, luscious hair. I could have cosplayed if I... If I yeah, never mind. Jetsia Ducks. No, um, no, no. If I'd colored my hair, I might have gone as a Klingon, you know. I have a natural frown, which looks a bit like Klingon ridges. I don't know how I have to he's, frown. Uh, he's, he's gurning right now, yeah, trying I'm to convince himself he looks like a Klingon. Trying to convince you. I, I have no mirror. Anyway. Well, no, I never, went, I never went that deep or going to conventions... For me, well, uh, fandom is was always a, a solitary. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. A lot, a lot of, well, maybe we should not. Maybe we should go into that. Well, how much of that is just a desire for social interaction that in, that's inherent in every human being? I just said that fandom for me was very solitary. Yes, but me. I mean, for the other fans, how much of it? But no, they <laughs> oh, get yeah, crazy. Of course, I, I have dragged you to a convention or two. But not really. Uh, tell me about yeah. Let's let's get into that. What kind of conventions do you like going to these days? Actually, just only one. The only convention. I actually no. I I once went to the Shinankai in London, which was a manga convention, uh, making a neat little bridge to uh, Japanese animation and to G Force. That was a series that was maybe my first exposure to. Science fiction, if you can call it that, fantasy, science fiction, anime. It was science fiction. Or any other Definitely. kind of anime. Uh, I don't know if any science ninja team, Gatchaman, we call it G-Force. I'm not sure. Has anyone, has anyone have you seen it? There's a new version of that, I understand. I remember I the, the, the birdie-looking space helmets. Which were elegant, elegant, impractical, but elegant. It was definitely a, an animation, a, a type of animation and a look that was very influential in uh, in other a in giant other things. robot, a team of of semi uniform. I mean, they were sort of uniforms, but they were different co- color coded. You There's remember? A word you, for do that. you remember those Daft Punk videos about the, those blue aliens How who could were I in I a forget? rock group? That always really reminded me of G Force. Well, that's a movie actually. Uh, the video clips line up to. Yeah, I, I I found that out recently. Yeah. One more time. That's how it started. It's quite that's lovely. The, yeah, I've, I saw the I've seen one more time. At least very similar Ten to times. that. Yeah. 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 No, but also the style and the feel and and the the kind of grouping. The the the, the yeah. little, little guy. The the mm-hmm. the, the long slight woman. Uh, the, the 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 tough but fair uh, yeah. Han Solo type. And the young little 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 pipsqueak. Yeah. Yep, I think he was called. Anyway, yeah. Um, but that, you know, that was how it all started for, for me, uh, for you to start that way. We and yeah. Star Wars. And all those Saturday morning cartoons or Wednesday afternoon cartoons. I mean... 1980s Transformers. Transformers, that's because that's the conventions you dragged me to. Well, to be fair, you only, you sort of dragged me to one. And even though I'm not a Transformer 
fan at all, definitely not the movies. I really like the atmosphere at uh, at the convention. It's very friendly. The people are so nice. There's so much uh, interaction, and there's a lot of and there's more social. There's a lot of socially awkward people who are just dying to talk to each other. And I I, I love the atmosphere is wonderful. And you you, you Leonard, you're a wonderful uh, artist. You, uh, Leonard can draw like like there's no tomorrow. And I That's can I can make true. a stick figure look funny once in a while. So we both sit there yeah. and make uh, dr- drawings of transformers, which people like a lot. Yeah. And even my my crummy ones, because they they see I, I I have a lot of fun making these drawings, and I really put my heart and soul into it. And uh, people, yeah, people he's respond a, he's a lot a good to that. Definitely, you should do it more. But uh, I say that to more people. Oh, I should do lots of things more. Should right? There's more girls than you'd expect on a convention. Yeah. Um, and the cosplay, because cosplaying is a transformer. There was a bit of cos. There's, I've not seen a lot of cosplay at these Transformer conventions, but last time there was quite a lot of cosplay. Yeah, there was one guy dressed as Cobra Commander, which makes actually makes some sense, but I won't get into that right now. Ah, uh, it's it's connected. It's connected. The universes are connected. Come on. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the whole. I like. Well, okay, I'll go into Who, a little bit. I don't care what cosplay they do, as long as people are doing cosplay at a convention, it it adds to the atmosphere. It adds oh, to the fun. Definitely, it gives it gives unattractive people an excuse to go naked. Um, <laughs> Which with Transformers again is is really not much. I mean, it doesn't have high probability. Well, there was one. There are a couple of human characters in Transformers, and there was one girl dressed as, as a human character. Who who who? Charlie. Yeah, I do, do I remember. They were standing in front of. Her. We took photos. I can't. Re- but there was one sort of professor character from Transformers. Yes, she was dressed in a sort of lab coat and with longish hair and glasses. I. Don't know. I'm not sure. No, I really don't know. Sorry. Yeah. You know, next time they they could come as uh, Shia LaBeouf or uh, what's her face. And then they'll be lynched. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 like I don't know. I'm saying you like Michael Bay or something. It's an automatic death sentence. But anyway, that's but Transformers you could classify also as science fiction. Right? Yes, well, some iterations more than others. It's really more fantasy, but yeah, uh, the but notion of an alien species, a mechanical alien species disguising themselves as vocal, uh, not wildlife, but, but technology, that makes sort of sense. If you don't, if you don't, don't use the word sense in it too narrow, but you know, the concept is not completely nonsensical. And what else was there on Saturday morning? I'm thinking Jace and the Wheeled Warriors. That was that- later. That was that was definitely influenced by Star Wars. I don't know. I've never seen it. You've never seen Jason the Wheel Warriors? No, so the wow. toys and oh, if you watch it now, it's horrible. It's horrible. But I used I to be obsessed that. with that. Incidentally, it was refer- referenced, used against you in the pages of Gold Digger, my favorite comic, which I never read because it affects me too strongly. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean it's it's. Uh, I will read him. I mean, this 2015. That's my resolution. I'm going to reread Gold Digger from the start up until now. But how much? How long has it been since you've read the the most recent three years of that? Three years. Yeah, it's about I don't know, maybe about 30 issues, I should think, plus some specials. The point is, every time I do it, it messes me up. It's it's just Gold Digger. It, that um, I didn't mention it before because it came in a lot later, 1991, I think. Uh, but that was during the phase when I was very much into manga and anime. And that whole shebang started, of course, when they were introducing manga and anime into the Dutch market. This <laughs> was, I don't know when, this yeah. was 1989, 1990. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And it all started for me with with Akira late at night Uh, on the BBC, which was absolutely awesome and also left me stunned. Do you remember? That was a wonderful Japanese evening on BBC Two. Oh, yeah. And it was, I think the whole evening was hosted by, oh, what what was the lisping, can't say his R's. Oh, oh uh, wait, Ross? Yeah. Jonathan Ross? Jonathan Wath presented that show. Uh, flop, 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 I, st- <laughs> right. I still somewhere have a VHS of that night. Well, that's, it's probably turned to, 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 to white noise by now. It's, 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 on, it's uh, torrentable, definitely. It ended with, uh, with, with, uh, with Akira, which yeah. is a brilliant movie. And if you haven't never seen it, please see it because you're missing out. And if, anyway, that, after that, I mean, videos, VHS of, 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 of um, anime start to appear in the video stores, and I started to watch them. And I started out with Dominion Tank Police. Not exactly of the same level as Akira, but it was extremely enjoyable, and it also had the inimitable Puma Twins. And that got me back on the old track of being a furry, which I am. I can't oh, yes, I said it on air. <laughs> I am a furry. I'm and not his, proud, it, but it, I am. His beard is proof. That's no, no. That's just in, that's just by the way. That's just the whole thing. Furries typically do not. Well, of course, they, the individuals might have beards. They're famously neck beards. Although I'm not too sure whether a furry <laughs> is a neck. What you don't know the expression? No, no. Beard? I know the expression neck beard, but it's not just for furries. It's just for any unhealthy Basement fan. dwellers. Yeah. But she y- um, you mentioned Dominion Tank Police. Yeah, and I, I can see a tiny little bridge that I can make to Red Dwarf there that I can imagine them being in the same universe. Well, I mean, as you said, the comic book uh, or the, uh, the, the, the manga of Dominion is actually quite serious, but... The, that's uh, true. Yeah, no, But that's the true. animation that's, yeah. is anything but. It's set in a world where pollution is so bad that people have to wear uh, gas masks outside. It's actually, it's mentioned, it's a bacterial cloud, which I don't think much much sense, but whatever. Uh, and, of course, crime, high crime in... Where is it? And also, I... If I'm not, I love the way that Port they City. That's it. The way that they portray the the, the 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 hectic and sort of hysterical media in uh, in Dominion Tank Police. It reminds me a lot of uh, the hyster- hysteric hysterical oh. media in uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, mm. which is another uh, science fiction. Let's call it a franchise that I could definitely see connecting. Oh, with uh, with Red Dwarf, it's the same ramshackle future feeling. Well, if, we, if, we're, if we're talking about connections, uh, this, the seminal uh, British science fiction series is obviously the Doctor Who. Oh, I thought you were going to say Blake Seven. No, definitely not. That was that was actually a spin-off of Doctor Who. Really? Yeah, since I was certainly a turn nation, I intended for the Daleks to appear in the second season, if I recall correctly. But that didn't happen. Oh. Second or third season, like they were going to confront the alien fleet, and it turns out they were Daleks. Which could have worked very well. It could still fold into the Doctor Who universe. Like and the it second would be cheap because they wouldn't have to make new aliens. Yeah, well, it could have been more serious because Daleks really aren't very funny. As regardless, uh, Doctor Who and Douglas Adams wrote for Doctor Who, and he later yep. wrote Hitchhiker's Guide. Not even that much later. When the, was his tenure as writer in Doctor Who? Uh, it it definitely fell in the same time within uh, writing one of those books there we go the books I mean, I mean the radio series I mean of course so he was a writer oh, after oh the radio series yeah oh god oh. radio series came first I've read two biographies and it's all muddled up in well, my that head that does not surprise me I mean Douglas Adams his, his approach to deadlines he probably has a very head ah, rest in peace a very oh. warped concept of time uh, altogether but you know is there a connection between Adams and Red Dwarf at all? 
just conceptualize why he's because the British approach to science fiction is completely different to the American one, of course. Uh, you maybe wouldn't know so it maybe some production crew worked on both. Almost could, has could to be, be when they when they're I'm trying to think. The time difference is a bit... Actually, well, of course, apart from the fact that Red Dwarf started the year after Doctor Who it was taken off the air. Yeah, 1987. Wow. That's where it ended. Uh, I believe that... What was the... Oh, Survival was the last Doctor Who serial with people turning into cheetahs, bringing us back. Bringing into, Turning into cheetahs? Yeah, they were ad- abducted to... A, that's really weird. There was an alien planet, maybe even an alien dimension, and there was a planet with people who looked like humanoid cheetahs. And... The best I can get is that they reproduced by bringing aliens to their world where the environment would gradually transform them into cheetah people. <laughs> but then you have to ask, how the hell did its species start to begin with? Man, that sounds like one of the uh, worst Voyager plots. Yeah, it kind of does, doesn't it? It was, it was, of course, the, the production values were not particularly high. Uh, but, yeah, at that point, yeah, Doctor Who, I know, was it Worn out, worn down. So yeah, did you? You didn't see Red Dwarf when it was first aired. No, either. certainly not. No, I came I in the. I think I came in the third year. I'm not totally sure what my first episode was. I my second or third episode I ever saw, I believe, was Polymorph. Hmm. Was that even a third series episode? Actually, I think it was a fourth series episode. So that would place it even a year later than hmm. that. Polymorph has a very alien-like. Yeah, bringing it neatly back plot. to well, emphatically. It has a, it has the, the, this famous tongue shooting out, mm-hmm. only instead of a, a tiny set of jaws at the end, it has a sucker, and it feeds on emotions, draining them out completely. Oddly enough. Well, the whole the whole basic notion of Red Dwarf is that science fiction really isn't that cool. Which brings us back again to Alien, which was truckers in space, Red Dwarf yeah. miners in space. I don't yeah. mean miners as in uh, underage people. I mean miners and people who go out and dig for minerals. Although our guys, the main uh, featured characters, are not themselves miners. They're just maintenance crew and a very low tier at that. I never really thought of that. Yeah, if you, if you were to compare Red Dwarf to... Uh, any other science fiction, Alien would be a great fit. Well, maybe Dark Star would be better. You've ever seen Dark Star? I've seen Dark Star. Dun-dun-dun. But that's... Uh, no. Oh, it's losers uh, in has, space. Yeah, and they're marooned, and they're on a stupid, stupid, endless mission, and they do all sorts of goofy stuff, and the least mistake could lead to a sudden and ridiculous death, which is exactly what happened in, 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 in Dark Star. Yeah, I hope I'm not spoiling a movie for you now, but yeah, they pretty much yeah, all die in the you're end. You're making a good point. You're making a very good point, yeah. actually. Was it Shusett? I'm not sure if he was involved as well. Dan O'Bannon yeah. wrote Dark Star, and Dan O'Bannon also worked with uh, with Mobius, and Dan O'Bannon... Ron Cobb as well. Mm-hmm. And Ron Cobb as well. Ron Cobb as well. Ron Cobb? Who's Ron Cobb? He was uh, the old other artist, as it were, on Alien. It's very clever how they did that. In the end, they, fold, they they used the work of several different concept artists, so you get a completely different aesthetic on the different the alien ship and the alien creature. The xenomorph looked completely different in concept uh, as the human ship and all, which of course makes perfect sense. And Ron Cobb he had some designs for the alien, but in you know they didn't, they didn't stand up to Geiger's work, of course. Geiger, I say Giger. It should be Giger. It's Hans Rudi Giger. 
Rest in peace. Did Dan O'Bannon work on Alien? I think so. I think it was one he, of the writers. Wasn't yeah, he? he wrote he wrote the first movie, didn't Shuset he? Shuset and O'Bannon. So that you can say that Red Dwarf is inspired by Dan O'Bannon. That would not surprise me at all. Is he still alive? Dark Star and Alien? No, no, yeah. no. Unfortunately, not. Where well, we go? Yeah, he's a great man. Dan O'Bannon worked with Jodorowsky as well, I think. But let's not just do some blind speculating about things on this podcast. Mobius, Jodorowsky, and there we go again. Regardless, what did you think of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy television series? Well, relatively low production values. Actually, wasn't that bad. Well, I think it reflected the 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 the, the story very well, hmm. and it added some interesting visuals. I will watch the television series any day, unlike the movie. Yeah, well, the movie had some night. That's all. I mean, it was blockbuster. Oh, oh, it, it, it should have condensed it, but the concepts were not big enough for a movie. I think that's the problem. They were great for a series, for a radio show, for a book, but not for a movie. And I hated the art design. I hated the way everything looked. I hated. Yeah, well. I hated it all. I hated the ships. I hated the robot. I hated the. Uh, the robot the, was the Florgons. Florgons. Uh, no, no, no. Let's Fogons. Fogons. Yeah. I hated them. I. Uh, I hated it all. I hated Freeman. Well, he's, he's a very nice guy. He's a very nice guy, and he's a fine actor. Multi-talent, really. I. I just didn't, really I didn't see him as Arthur Dent. No, I have to say, because Arthur Dent is, is, is far less sympathetic in certain ways. He's much more... Belligerent. Ordinary, not belligerent, per se, but he's much... much. Martin Freeman is a likable man, an intrinsically likable character. But, but he's sort Dent of an everybody, and he's sort of an, an, an everyman, and in that way also a bit of a no-man. But Arthur Dent is, is it also a tired man. That's the whole I mean, he walks around in a morning robe throughout the series. That's supposed to mean something. Mm. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's um, he also yeah more accepting of his fate, perhaps. You certainly wouldn't have made the same decision. Right? But then again, we can't really complain because the movie was written, after all, by Douglas himself, wasn't it? Yeah, but not... Yeah, but that's... Yeah. Nah, never mind. It was a compromise. Too depressing. Well, it, again, as, as often as... When I see a movie that's bad, I also, at the back of my mind, see the movie as it could have been, and that... Well, was even worse. Yeah. No? Oh. Why do you always do that? What is that? That 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 always to automatically sort of reflex the cynical uh, answer. Don't do that. Oh, you're you right. should be more upbeat, man. Uh. You're too young to be so 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 embittered <laughs> and, and 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 dark-sided and, and always this knee-jerk reflex of, of of saying and then they all died. <laughs> but that's what yeah, that's how the story's going to end. Well, so in the case of Red Dwarf, the story is going to begin. Ah, then they that's all, true. That's that's. Although I gotta say, though, I mean, that's innovative. And then they all died. <laughs> yeah. Now Which, let's begin. And that's another link between uh, Red Dwarf. Ah, that's the link we looked for. Look, link between uh, Red Dwarf and the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. The story starts with everyone dying except yeah. for the main character. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Wow, I've been blind. And Arthur Dent is left with with thankfully friendly alien uh, Ford, Prefect. Ford Prefect, who is nevertheless an alien. And the not so friendly alien. Oh, Quatricia. Well, Trillian, that's her name. Well, she's friendly enough. Yeah, but I mean, she's also a human. So that that's like 
Well, of course, he's reunited with Kaczynski, but this is Kaczynski who doesn't particularly care for him. Yeah, gets to that, don't they? Are you know, oh, oh, trillion you're comparing to Kaczynski, yeah. I get it now. Well, first they weren't exactly... Well, yeah, there is... There's, in that regard, Trillian was the woman that Arthur missed out on because she walked out of the party with a Zephod. <laughs> and, of course, Kaczynski was initially uh, the woman Lister missed out on because she walked out with... With whom, actually? In the novel, it was someone... I don't remember who it was. In the, in the TV show, she walked out with death. Sorry to be depressing yeah, or bitter or negative. No, no, that's just a fact. I mean, it's not a knee-jerk reaction to anything. That's just the naked facts. But she wasn't with another person, so no, far as we know. No. But in the novel, she left, remember, because she really only had been with Mr. him on a rebound romance. Sorry. Never. In the case of Red Dwarf, humanity is... Probably, but you know, for all intents and purposes, practically, because you never get to see him, is dead. And in the Hitchhiker's Guide, humanity really definitely is dead. Death, what? and from death, the story. Yeah. Despair and destruction. In Red Dwarf, irony is used as a tool to defeat. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's going to say anything. His purring is actually registering. Cats, no. well, see another cat. Cats, ah. red dwarf, red dwarf and cats. Everything is connected. Grant Morrison was correct. The hypercrisis real 52-52. How many episodes are there in Red Dwarf? I don't know. I bet it's 52. I bet, I just bet it is. Let's see, we first have six series of six episodes. Each is 36. Uh, seven, which is, I think that at eight episodes. And eight series also eight is 16 plus 36 is 52. But then they had the special, which was sort of a three-parter. We saw it only one, and there's a new and series, six, six episodes. Six episodes, six right. great episodes. I think, but yeah, Red Dwarf. We're going to start with series one. We're going to start with the end. This was hopefully uh, a slightly useful introduction I think to who we are. Useful is probably the best we can hope for in this case. Yeah, about who we are and what we like, so you Fair can yeah, it. so you can listen to our opinions with some kind of context. Yeah, and then watch Red Dwarf episodes. Well, I mean, I think it's up to you to watch the. Ep- Maybe it's better if you watch the episodes after, because that you know that. Oh, that's what we were talking about. I think the best best thing to do is watch it twice before yeah. before listening to the podcast. Then watch it again once after listening to the podcast, and then discuss it within your group of uh, of friends and make a podcast of that. Make a podcast of that. Let the virus spread. The hypercrisis is real. Yeah, and then after I press stop, you're going to have to explain that Grant Morrison 52 thing to me. Yeah, I will. All right. Well, bye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>